The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. You to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 11th of January, 2018. Uh, let's see, before we get started, uh, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat, I am a winner, I am a champion. Why? There you go. Um, look at why do we do that? Because it's a hell of a lot better to tell yourself you're a big nothing and you're going nowhere. And if you've been listening to all the shows lately, if you've been listening to the shows for the last three years, you, we constantly stress that you are something. You can do things. Contrary to what's going on around us, and I've had, I've had people saying, well, it's not like that everywhere. I said, no, it's not like that everywhere. But when it's not like that everywhere, that's the exception now. You need to have strong people out there pushing strong ideas, things that have worked in the past. There's nothing wrong with emulating and adding whatever you want to something that worked. There's a lot of people who have made millions of dollars out there doing just that. So it's very important to be very careful. You can't be perfect. None of us are. What are you feeding yourself? What are you saying to yourself? What are you letting other people say to you? You know, I don't even like anymore. You know, we were talking. I, I got. We're going to bring Travis Dirks in here shortly. He's brand new to the show. Um, he's been in touch with me over the years. Very interesting guy, especially with power rack training, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. But, you know, we're going to introduce him to the family because he is now part officially of M&M family, and we're very happy about that. But one thing I want to add to this, too, is just try to get away from even if the people, your friends, are talking about your other friends. You know what you do? Try to shift the whole conversation to them, like, well, what have you been doing? How You know, get yourself out of that thought because what ends up happening is you just keep bringing more and more of that contamination into you. And you build that up over 25 years and see where you are when you're, say, 40 years old or maybe a little older, all right? Because a lot of us are carrying around that stuff, myself included. But if you've been paying attention to me for the last couple months, um, you know, this is all dissipating from me and... um Boy, am I going to have a bonanza information for you before you know it. It is going to be outstanding. So constantly take the time to work on yourself, even if it's for 15 minutes a day. That's it. Change, change, change is only going to do you good. Also, too, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Look at our brand new Winners and Champions Inc. product. It's outstanding. The write-up, the material, it's all the biggest value I could put together for everybody out there. I am telling you right now, you could pay three times the money for this with somebody else, and you probably won't get even half of what you're getting there. Plus, I'm 100% behind it because everything's been done here, here, for 15 years minimum of what's on there, I still do. And if, when you hear about what John McKean and I are doing, it will blow your mind, believe me. It is some of the most outstanding stuff I can tell you I've ever done in all my lifting. Um, it's, it's just like, well, as I like to say, I've had this debate with people. I do believe what I do in the rack um, is definitely, um, how would you put it, uh, we like odd objects, lift things out of the rack that are odd like what we do here, I still say they're odd objects whether people agree with that or not, and I frankly don't care, to be honest with you. Um, I think you've got to do things that um, really test you, and this is one thing that is really testing me totally. So go out there and check out Winners and Champions, Inc. Also, too, go out and look at my brand-new page called Prosperity Consciousness, 
when you read it, you're going to understand where we are here in both M&M and FBC and how lack will get you nowhere. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Look at all the shows. I believe there's probably about 875 shows. We'll have Travis's show up either tonight or first thing in the morning. So now he will be out there, and the next time, if he likes it here enough, he wants to do a show, you know, he'll be up number two. Real important stuff, let me tell you. Don't forget our YouTube channel, too. Um, and don't forget to sign up on MotivationMuscle.com for our free newsletter. Also, the YouTube channel is called Fiorello Barbell, Real Strength, Real Men. Also, on that note, men, stop apologizing for being men. We've got a show on this afternoon with Dr. Wong. You think you liked last week's show? <laughs> Wait to hear the topic I've got for him today, and he has no clue to what it is, and it is going to be vicious, I'm telling you right now. Also, too, um, let me think there was a, oh, also, too, guys, you know, I've been talking to people and, and over the years, and recently, again, obviously, with all the stuff going on, and women, and this one getting sued, and that, and this, here's what I say to you, don't settle for just some girl, go for a girl that is way above you. I'm talking money, dress, whatever it is. Go after things like that. Don't waste your time, man, being a bottom feeder. You can do this. You know what I'm saying? But don't apologize and go after the things you want. Go after a business. Live your passion. Live your life. I'm telling you, you can do it. Well, before I bring Travis in, as you know, I went out and did a show called Fortitude for Attitude, and it was a big show thanking John McKean, Anthony DeTillo, and of course Steve Jack for all they've done for me. And they've done things for me that I explained in that uh, podcast, what I did on my own. You really ought to go out and listen to it because gratitude will take you a lot of places too. And I've been reading a lot of essays of Steve's, and I'm going to read this again. I love this one out of many. Um, it's called The Choice out of July 1994, Milo, Volume 2, Volume 2. There's something about a stone, something intrinsically alluring. I've never been able to walk past a stone without trying to lift it or see how far I could throw it or at least silently ponder such efforts if actually attempting them would seriously jeopardize others' perception of my stability. I do, by the way, realize that the more sound members of society have little difficulty driving past or transversing around such challenges pity. I see the stone as a challenge, obviously, enough, yet I view it in a different light than even the barbell. The barbell is designed to be lifted, the diameter of the bar, the knurled grip, the aerodynamic design of the plates, all these features lend themselves to one ultimate purpose, to be lifted. Certainly when I throw enough, certainly when one throws enough 25 kilo plates on a bar, all this design crap flies out the window, and I still feel as if I've accomplished something just deadlifting the type of poundage that Mr. Taranenko rams overhead. No, I'm in no way saying that lifting barbells is easy. The distinction I'd make is that barbells are heavy while stones are defiant. To the prospective lifter, a stone seems to say, I'm not here to be lifted. You have gyms such to satisfy that need. Now, if you still care to proceed, then be ready to pay. What's more, should you be blessed enough to triumph over the stone, the only adulation you'll likely to receive will come from the local squirrels and millipedes, for most big stones are still resting obscurely in nature where God put them. Ultimately, a man is challenged and bettered by facing any task that exceeds his current abilities. Some choose big stones, others drive past or transverse around such challenges. Pity. I'll tell you right now, we've read a number of um, passages by Steve. If that doesn't get your blood flowing, I don't know. And I'll tell you right now, stone lifting is becoming so popular. If, go listen to the show I just did with Stevie Shanks. 20 people, I believe he said, lifted the Denny Stones this year. It's a record. No, I don't think they've re, I don't think that's happened in a hundred years prior to this year. 
This is huge, man, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And speaking of a stone lifter, we are going to introduce Travis Dirks to the M&M family. Welcome, brother. Welcome to the family. It's good to finally have you here. Thank you much, Eric. I'm honored to be here. Well, it's an um, honor to have you here, brother. Oh, thank you. I, I realized at some point in my lifting career that kind of the most important thing is, am I still going to be doing this five years from now? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yep. You know? That's, yeah. that's how you make monsters. Well, yeah, and, you know, before, I want to introduce uh, Travis. Travis is a stone lifter. He's a steel bender, and he's a big guy who loves the power rack, too. Um, there's an awful lot of stuff, as he as, as I was telling him offline among, I've been making comments about working with John McKean with these mashing middies, I call them. Um, this stuff is by far, besides stones, the toughest stuff I've ever embarked in in all the years I've been training. Um, and you have to have a certain personality you want to do this because most people's ego will not park at the side of the road to do what you have to do to get this stuff generated because I will leave it here and we want to get right into Travis is this. You have very little leverage to lift anything, all right? And when you have to start quite a bit below a lot of your uh, your weights you've been using for years, that can be a, a problematic problem with a lot of people, let alone uh, these movements are not friendly in the way where, hey, I can get right under it, or hey, I can pull right off the floor, or do it from <laughs> a deficit or whatever. It's nothing like that. Literally, this stuff is almost impossible to start. But here's what I want to tell you quickly, and I know Travis will appreciate this. Once you get this stuff going, um, I can see already glimpses of things happening. Um, I'm going to get into more of this about some people that used this in the 50s. John sent me this, and we're going to talk a little bit about the isometrics that you associate with it. And a person way, way back, I believe he was from Russia, I'm not going to say his name, um, he was probably the father of isometrics long before we even got into uh, Dr. Ziegler and York Barbell and all that. So stay tuned because we have got some interesting, interesting stuff coming up. All right, Travis, this is the uh, first question I ask everybody, and um, it's really usually very entertaining, too. Um, we always ask, what got you started into physical culture, I like to call it, or we'll call it weight training, too, because to me, that's what we love to do besides everything else. And obviously, if you've been paying attention, my brother Jimmy died of muscular dystrophy as a very young boy. Um, that and the Incredible Hulk were the fixtures in my life that really, really started me into you know, a leaky uh, sand weight set with a wooden bench and one broken up dumbbell. So what got you fired into, you know, I think, in my opinion, the greatest thing you could ever tackle? Uh, I guess it was, I've had a couple of starts. I guess my first start was um, probably from my dad. He's a strong guy, still a strong guy. And, uh, we, we had kind of manual labor work growing up that I helped with. And it was, I was always one that would rather make one trip if I could physically make yeah. that happen. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense to me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, more recently I, well, I ended up going to college and, uh, grad school and I didn't do anything physical for probably 15 years. And more recently, what got me back into it, I guess was probably, uh, a desire to move, a desire to get as far as possible from the idea of like, oh, I just sat down, so I don't want to do that. Yep, yep. So I'm I'm getting as far away from that as I can, and that's driven me that's driven me here, I guess, so far. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously too, and that was the thing we've been getting into too: manual labor. You know, there's not a lot of it anymore. There is, there is, but nothing like it used to be. And uh, Gareth Denyer and I did a show a couple days ago. Um, it was very interesting because, um, you know, he's a coach. He owns a gym in Texas. That guy's graduated, like, I think over 100 Division One football players. He's an incredible guy. Um, and he said the same thing I did with training people. Um, a lot of these kids are very lackluster. Now we got the helicopter parents, they call it, where – and I know this because my brother-in-law is a um, high school varsity uh, – 
football coach and track coach besides being a teacher, and he deals with some pretty uh, – I, I mean, I'm not going to get into what he's told me, but I'll tell you one thing, I wouldn't have a job. There's no way I could deal with that, all right? And uh, that's one of the big things right now. Um, Gareth is seeing more than ever besides a piss-poor work ethic. Um, the mothers especially are involved more than ever with the sons and calling the ADs, calling out the coach, not liking if the coach reprimands, reprimands their little snowflake, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen enough of it going to my brother-in-law's games where I can't go anymore because I had an argument with the quarterback's mother one night right on the bleachers, and it was like, um, and all these people do is just, they're, they're just, they live vicariously, but they're rude to people, and the husband was there, he's looking, and I said, what are you going to do? I was like, I'll throw your ass right off this bleacher, man. And he didn't say anything, and she was yapping away, and I was just, shut up, man. It's like, I can't put up with the crap no more, so I don't even go to the games now. Um, and this is what's going on. So, you know, when you strike a chord of manual labor, and obviously you realize you weren't doing much for 15 years, and you know now that you have to get into things, obviously, what is it? I mean, look at the pictures you put all over etched in stone. I appreciate where you lifting stones in San Francisco. Um you know, that, that to me, um, stone lifting, sandbag lifting, obviously you and I are big proponents of the power rack. What is it, what is it you see with stuff like that? Especially now, you had a big layoff there. You know you gotta move. You like what you do. Why, why the power rack? Why the stones? Why the things of that nature? Why did, how did, why did you want to get into that? Uh, I was, so I, I started with kettlebells. I did um, pretty much nothing but swings and uh, get-ups for probably a year and a half and um, worked up to swinging a 100-pound kettlebell and doing get-ups with a 70. And, and I liked it and everything. And um, Well, I'll tell you what it was, really. It was uh, Dave Whitley said something that got me looking at this crazy guy, Bud Jeffries. Yeah. I've just been yep. snowballing ever since. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> But, and uh, that that freed that kind of freed my mind, you know. Like it uh, it didn't have to be it didn't have to be that you're sort of um, just doing this thing forever until you're strong enough. Whatever that thing is, it could be fun right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it is. There's there's two. De- well, I don't know how many schools of thought there are, um, but one of my main things, especially now, is and. Bill Crawford was on here a couple weeks ago, and he'll be on this Saturday again. And we were talking about this, you know. His son now is young enough where he's training him. You know, he comes in and trains with Bill, obviously. Um, and now Bill's created a, a powerlifting team, and they're all young kids, and they're called Full Sturker, which you can't ask for a better name, obviously, if you know anything about the Husafel Stone, which Bill's been very successful with, um, among many. Um but this is what's going on, and we got into this pretty heavy, and I, I've always been a proponent. When Bud's been on air, or David, anybody, with me, I've never, I've never veered from basics. Even when you're struggling with training, and this could be someone like me, you know, you got 25 years of training or more in, and, you know, maybe you hit a wall a little bit, and you've changed things up, maybe you've taken that week off you needed, but you're still not where you want to be. And I believe, and I will always believe, one of the best things to do is go in and renew the basic training. And now Bill is saying the same thing to me a couple weeks ago where he's starting to feel that the basics are coming back. Now, we all know if you don't build a base, I don't care how strong you think you are, eventually you're going to fold. There's no doubt about it. You have to have... Something heavy coming off the floor, something heavy on your shoulders, whether it's front or back. And obviously, I'm more of a proponent of overhead. But, and I say this every time I say this, is when the bench press is done as a floor press with a dead start in the power rack, that to me is the ultimate bench, period. Go ahead and comment. I I, I guess I agree with all of that. Uh, I, I love those movements, and for me, I find that limiting myself to those things, forms of those things, um, it, it kind of allows you to come back to the same stuff enough that you, you see and you appreciate how much better you're getting. Yeah. 
Absolutely. If you have all this variety, you can't you can't see that you're getting any better. It just feels like wasted effort, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're spreading yourself thin, and and you can't look. You know, it's, I, I just go had, ahead. I just had one more thing to that. Which, yeah, uh, go ahead. Dave Whitley introduced me to this movement, but my my favorite thing to do is to uh, to rip a barbell off the ground with one hand for for like a power snatch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. L- love that movement. Look, those are those movements. Anything like that of the older ways are all tried and true stuff, and they're going to make you extremely strong. But the thing right now I've been seeing a lot is um, a lot of people obviously are out there doing like Jefferson lifts or hack lifts or whatever, and they're great. But this is the thing that what I see could be an issue for a lot of younger kids is they don't have the base to start doing this. Now, if you got a guy like James Fuller, who in my opinion is one of the best out there and who's been a regular on our show, that's one thing. But you got to go to a guy, I believe, and do it with them. Um, video's great and everything, but it's tricky, you know? And it's like anything. It's like stone lifting. You can go in, maybe you can brood a stone up, but, you know, when Martin Janzix was on here the other day, he's got a book coming out. I love what he's talking about. I'm going to teach you how to stand over a stone correctly, depending on what kind of stone it is. How to grab the stone. You know, we were talking about strengthening the fingers. One of the big things I do here is what will make your hands stronger besides using a Titan's telegraph for your fingers? Start gripping a stone and do bent rows with them. I mean, you got to dig your fingers into a stone, okay? Build from the elbow down. And Martin is going into this in such detail, I mean... Wait, you know, and it's for beginners, intermediates. I don't care how good you are. You're always going to get a tip. Um, but these are the things that, you know, need to be taught, that aren't being taught. And if they are, you know, I also think a lot of people are very guarded with their with their stuff. And why, I have no idea. I don't know why they do that. Um, because sooner or later, someone's going to find out how to do it. Or, obviously, there isn't that much out there that is all that... Oh, um, you know, that's the whole thing. Um, go ahead and comment on that, Travis, anything. Yeah, I, have you heard of a woman named Katie Bowman? No. Uh, she She's a biomechanist. Um, and I'm, a, I'm a physicist, so this, this picture works for me, but she talks about how the, you know, our, our body, which is created through all this evolved process has all these abilities we don't know about to respond to forces mm-hmm. that are put on it. You know, forces on the tissue. She talks about how tissues, like a cell, will respond to forces, uh, you know, from its chain in the deadlift, a single mm-hmm. cell in your body. And um, that's kind of, that, that's, that kind of, how do I want to say this? I think that when you get closer to things that your body remembers things that are kind of back to nature yeah i think your body responds to it really well it it knows it knows what that rock is a little better than it knows what that barbell is Uh, that that's a very valid point because you got to figure since we as a people for who knows how many hundreds and hundreds of years thousands of years who knows um stone lifting as far as anything i can reach back to was always a way obviously to prove your strength a boy to a man um when we talk about dna here and all that um there's certain things i think that are in males and females that have been there forever and that's i feel especially males right now a lot of the struggle that they're having is because these things that are in our dna are being pretty much pushed right down to our toenails if they can do it and people are going to act out or people are going to go and do something totally off the wall where one time you see him, next time, well, what have you been doing? Well, I'm out lifting uh, river stones, or I'm out in my backyard lifting stones in my garden like we talk about with Martin. Um, you can't look at, there's some things you just can't cover up anymore or say they've never been there. Because I can tell you this, forget about even going to Iceland there. You know, when I was pulling those stones, um, it was just an outlet where I was having just so much fun, but yet this stuff was hard enough where I had to work very hard to get very strong with them, come up with different ideas because I was here alone all the time 
to work them, obviously, to be able to walk them, et cetera, et cetera. And once again, I believe when you do things like that, that basically are in your DNA, you're going to become quite a creative creature because the stuff I've done here, obviously people have helped me build the equipment or the welding and all that, but it was my idea, and if they thought something that would help it out and it sounded good, we would do that. So the process of doing all these different things, and I totally understand what you're saying, is, yeah, who knows what sets anything off? You know, as I always say, and I'll give it right back to you, you know, and this is something that's been coming up more and more and more now is, you know, the first thing I remember besides, you know, finally getting to Iceland, you know, after watching Steve Jack's video, his DVD, probably 50 times before I wore it out, um, was when I got up to that stone, it was like, I wonder who's touched this stone. I knew some of the guys that had lifted it who were with us, but there's a a ton of stuff that's going through your head besides, hey, I want to lift this and get 50 meters around here. But the first thing, because I was asking Charlie Oliphant the other night, he said the same thing to me. When you come up to something new, the first thing that you engage with usually in your mind is, who's put their DNA on this before me? So go ahead and take it. Mm, Yeah. I... uh... I was just reading a book by um, Judd Biasoto. I probably said that wrong, but he's a power lifter or former power lifter. And he had a line in there that I loved. He said, um, he said, it's been said that happiness is when you're, you're, you're measured up to your breaking point and you don't break. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so true. And, yeah. And I think this, this physical testing that we do, it, it's like logical enough and it responds enough to your action in a short enough time that it gives you this model that you can you can take outside in the rest of your life when you know like as an entrepreneur i can tell you like the world doesn't respond as rationally no right (laughs) right in business as it does in the gym but you've got that you've got that model and you've got that diversified ego where you can still feel good about something else without a doubt because you know if 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 everything hits the wall that day you're going to find something, you know, maybe it's just, okay, well, I haven't done uh, thick bar work now for eight weeks, but you know what? So you go out there, maybe you do some light deadlifts or you do some reverse curls or whatever, and you end up walking out of the gym saying, well, the first 30 minutes, you don't even think about that went up in flames. See, and that's the idea. This is this is the way people need to think because – you know, if if the if the day's going really bad and everything's going up in smoke, and you know, rather than a lot of people do, they throw their gear in the bag and leave. Go and do something you haven't done in a while, even if it's two sets. All right, because what it's going to do is it's going to change your whole mode of thought. It's like we say, you're you're going to take your mind and put it somewhere else. You're literally going to be able to do a shift. But these are all things most people don't pay attention to or don't do because they don't believe there's a lot of validity in it or they're too damn scared to try it. But these things will change the whole outlook of things, and that's what you want to do. You don't want to be leaving anywhere that you've had some form of a setback or it didn't work, you know, because those are the things you're going to be concentrating on continuously if you don't get rid of it. So, I'm a big believer in that. Um, next question. Yes. I, Go I'll ahead. Just, I'll just yeah. say I learned that here, and I just put it in practice the other day. I had a I had a terrible workout, or it, it seemed like it. Um, I was I was squatting something that I that I had done for 20 reps before, and I just put some light bands on it, and I and I got it for four. <laughs> yep. And, yep. You know, yep. one of those days. Yeah. And, uh, and, and similarly, you know, nothing else is going right. And I, I just had that idea in my head. Like I got to find something, something that's, that's working, something that's going to feel good. And, uh, I happen to remember these, um, uh, what do you call them? Reverse curls or yeah. like standing reverse, reverse curls. curls. Yeah. Yep. With a, with an axle. Yep. That was the first, first time I'd done that. And, uh, it felt amazing. Yeah. And, uh, it's three days later and my forearms still feel like they're pumped. And, and, and that's a good thing because, see, that's a great diversion that's going to make you stronger. So, you know, those are the things that most people don't do, and you really should get in a habit when things just are not going right for you to 
It's not going to hurt. You change up. You make more gains doing that because not only will your body get a, probably a little bit more recovery because you're not near what you were doing, but you've introduced something new into your repertoire that you haven't done, and you walk away mentally charged. And that's what this stuff's all about. What? Why are you going into a gym and leaving shitty? You know, you go into a gym, you want to be feeling you're on top of the world and you're on fire, not, you know, oh, geez, it was, you know, and, and look, and you hear that from so many people. It's like, you know, I tell them now it's funny because they'll look at me. I said, you ought to come over with me one night when it's like 20 below or go out and do your own thing, you know, when it's like zero out. And they look at me. Some will even say, why? I said, because if you really want to do this stuff, it one of those workouts will change your whole perspective as long as you can stay out there with it. That's the big if. And the thing is, when you make it through one and you end up starting to like it, you'll make it through two. And in a year's time, you've maybe made it through ten. And you will see that every time you do that, you know, we talk about evolving uh, changes, mental changes, physical changes, your belief in yourself. And it's not bullshit, folks. But I'll tell you what, you'll think it's bullshit if you don't go out and do it. And do it, uh, do it as much as you possibly can do. Go out in the extremes. Now, I want to clarify this once again. Cold, cold. Dress for the cold. When it's 95 and the humidity, you can cut with a knife, of course. Maybe uh, you go out later that night when the sun's down. So it's cooled down maybe 10 degrees. It's still hot. Or if you don't feel your back, chances are it's going to be hot as hell the next day, but maybe you save it to the next day. But when you do things like that, you are going to be a different person out in that gym. You are going to think different from most people. You are going to start doing things and going to these exotic places if you want to and go lift the biggest stones of your life if that's what you want to do. Maybe, as I say, maybe you want to be the strongest guy in the neighborhood. Or what's even better, like we do with a lot of the kids, you start teaching them because they're coming up. And I do think there's a lot of hope for them because – Gareth told me the other day that he's got a lot of 10 and 12 year olds that he's, he has a boxing, uh, clinic there too. They are all set up to do that. He teaches that. And he said, you wouldn't believe these 10 and 12 year olds are starting to box. They're getting hit in the chin or whatever and they aren't running and there aren't parents calling me and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, there's always a cyclical change and it's going to come down to what are these kids being fed or adults or anybody. Go ahead. Comment on that, sir. Yeah, there's something there's something special about measuring yourself against something and coming out of it, but there's something um, in addition that's special about the cold. Oh yeah, uh, there's uh, or or any um, any like you say environmental extremes. Uh, yep. We have there, there are hormonal mechanisms that your body sets off so you can survive those things, and those things feel good and they you know they build your body up. Um, I, I remember when I was a kid. My my dad picked up a snowplow so just to make some extra money in the winter, and so whenever it snowed, we'd be out working all night. And those are some of my best memories. Yeah, yeah. And and you know it is. It's not only the camaraderie, whether it's your father, your friends, or everybody. It's the idea that you went out and it didn't get you. You know, after you think yep. about it, you're not thinking about it so much when you're doing it because you're moving, you're staying warm regardless. But it's when you sit down and you're like, you know something, man, and I got stronger too. Those are the things that, those little those little things, those little turns in the road, those little workouts that you feel are no good but end up paying big div- dividends down the road are the ones that for all the littleness you think they are about, these are the things that set you in motion to go doing the big things. And on that note, what got you into power rack training, Travis? Uh, I I believe it was Bud Jeffries. Okay. Um, I got I got his DVD on heavy partials after I had listened to uh, probably probably an episode here. I imagine where he was talking about it. Yep. And um, I, I had a gym membership at the time, so I decided to just give it a shot. And 
just fell in love with it pretty pretty immediately. There's something there's, there's something amazing about getting under a real heavy partial and kind of like you're the rocket engine under, under the space shuttle and you got to make it move, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah, when it feels like you know, it's going to tear the skin right off your traps and all that and you know, um one thing I I I love about the power rack. I don't care what position you're lifting it from. Uh, other than a stone, um, I've never had those mental notes in my head go off the way they do. Um, and then other times, I was talking about this the other day, where to be super strong, it's almost like you've got to um, almost be, um, well, I say dumb in some ways, and I'll, and I'll clarify that. When you're going after something that big, a lot of times you can go two different directions. You know, like I said, you are mentally on fire, and you get under that thing and just destroy it. But then there's other times when it's almost like there's no logic, there's no reasoning, and basically it's almost like you don't have a brain cell in your head. And you get under that thing, and you're so crystal clear and strong that everything is so connected up. We talk about foot and and uh, brain connection, how there's been so much written on that, proprioception, all these things that we are really experimenting in here at FBC. Um, I can tell you right now from some of the testing we've done here, uh, the connection is unbelievable. And um, with the hands, the twisting of the bar with your hands that lights your nervous system right up. These things are for real. And anybody that's done some major stuff in a power rack, if they haven't done that, I'd be shocked. But getting back to almost that scary stupid, I guess I would call it. Um, yeah, I, I think of it kind of like um, I, I came upon thinking about my kettlebell workouts as kind of a meditation and right, the, right. the being present and, and aware of everything that's going on and not letting your mind hide. Yep. And the thing that I noticed when I got in the power rack was the the kind of in state you're going for in meditation where where like you just are and you're not you're not trying to be. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> under under heavy weight, you just you just are. Like you're it's your like mind a hip goes away. Yeah, it's like a hypnosis and we talk about it as we swear it's ha- I it's only happened to me once and I know other people it has too. It's like you do an out of body experience. I've, we trained one day so heavy in, in this old commercial gym that was incredible. And I've, they went out of business. I bought tons of their equipment years ago and the stuff is just hammering heavy and strong. It had to be 110 in that gym and it was my buddy Richie and I were the only ones left in there and we were doing massive partials, man. And, um, it was so friggin' hot in there. I can remember. I don't. I don't know. It was well. It was well around nine hundred pounds at the top. I got under this thing, man. And you know whether it was the white light effect, uh, scary, stupid. There, I don't know what was connecting at that point because it was almost like you were delirious, man. And I can remember getting on that bar under it. And coming up, and I swear to God, I, I walked out of myself and saw me stand up straight. And we we talked about this, and and it was like nothing I've ever experienced. It was like this ungodly strength. It was just like, I don't know about you, you've had to have this happen in a rack. Well, it happens in everything, but especially a power rack. You have those days where, well, I lifted this three days ago, and it's not moving. Then other days you get under these huge, enormous weights or over them or press them and they go up. And I like, and it, it, I gotta pinch myself because I gotta go check to make sure I put the right amount of plates on it. And I have every time. In fact, sometimes I've oh, yeah. overloaded one side. I didn't count it right. Okay. So <laughs> any, anybody that tells you that, that, you know, what can happen in these rack environments, um, doesn't know what they're talking about if they're telling you different. Because if you get in and get dirt, look at, you can do a self-hypnosis in that rack if you want to. I've done things, I'll tell you what I've been doing lately. Um, Anthony DeTillo, 
John McKean and um, Steve Jack, as I talked about. I have them. There, there's one person I've dedicated my workouts to for a number of reasons, and and um, down the road we might talk about it. Um, but it's a personal thing for this person, and I will sit there literally and do a mantra of their three names before I get under the bar. And you hear, you should have heard me yesterday. It sounded like the walls were going to fall down, and I'm not kidding you. And I'm telling you right now. You can sit there and say things like, um, I am strong, I am the strongest. I am, and keep repeating it, repeating it, and do it faster and faster. Get under that bar, say it, and the next thing you know, it's like, I can give a command like, go. I'll fix that right in my head. Nine times out of ten, you'll stand up. And I mean, you'll stand up with ferocity. So anybody, I'm telling you right now, that's why we're doing the things we're doing here. Is it's not only the the uh, mashing middies and every other thing here. We're doing almost. We I am literally doing a form of brainwashing on me when I'm out there, and not the type you you hear in war either. I'm taking the best of the best and running them through me like uh, water through a sieve. I'm not kidding you either. Or flour through a sieve. This is the way to do things. You can make yourself absolutely unstoppable. You know, these people, how many people you see walk up to a bar and they walk up to a bar like they're walking up to get, um, you know, a hamburger. Uh, unless you've got some kind of pop right there or you can give out a command like we do here, chances are you're packing it in for the day. Go ahead, man. Uh, but that that's, you know, when we got talking, take it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two things about that. One is I, I like that idea. What, what, what I like about it is you're, you're conditioning yourself to have a response to that that mantra, and then that's going to be available for you. If you're in, you know, you're in an emergency and you need to perform, you can say that, and you're going to have that Pavlovian response. Sure, that's a good <laughs> that's a good thing to have. Yeah, uh, never never thought about that. Yep. Um, the, the other thing is, I'd say if if you haven't tried uh, heavy partials, <laughs> um, you've been told that if you don't do the full range of motion, it's not worth doing it. Uh, man, you're missing out on a lot, and you don't you don't know what your body can do, and your body doesn't know what your body can do. So go out and give it a shot. Yeah, uh, look at there's nothing like a heavy weight on your shoulders of support. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like taking and pulling a massive weight with another set of rods there and doing an isometric hold where. It, it, it feels like the harder you keep pulling it, the stronger you get. Of course, I will warn you, you will be sore than you could ever imagine for, you could be up to a week. Same thing with a press. You know, we do all kinds of things with, um, um, you know, obviously the other rods we do. Um, I, I, I take bungee cords and run them through, which is pretty ingenious because, uh, a bungee cord, when they're made well, and you try to force something through, it will literally snap your ass right off almost. It will take a bit, I don't care how big you are, it will take you and snap you and that bar right back down to the other set of rods. So that's another thing. Um, one, I, I want to hit one thing too, stone lifting. Now, that, those are some great shots you sent to Etched, um, and I appreciate that. How long have you been stone lifting now, and was it Eminem that got you into it, or were you doing it long before we hit the airways, brother? Oh, yeah, it was definitely Eminem, I guess, if you don't count, uh, you know, whatever may have happened as a kid running, roaming yeah. around the woods. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. Um, uh, obviously. Uh, I, I guess I've been doing it uh, maybe, maybe a year now, maybe a year and a half. I'm not sure, just kind of. Uh, slowly, it, people who do parkour talk about having parkour vision, kind yeah. of, you know, seeing the world as a series of things you can jump off of. And I've, I'm sort of trying to develop my stone lifting vision. Where's <laughs> where are those rocks hiding right around you? Yeah, yeah. Um, what what do you think about it in a physical sense? I mean, have you got into it enough now? Where um, do you see it as as something that? you would may, might want to pursue down the road in bigger and better places or do you like it just now for the conditioning phase of it or what what do you like about it yeah i could see that in the future right now what i really love about it is uh it's like it's a way to get out in nature and just enjoy having the strength to do it you know yeah 
it's a it's a it's a reason to be out in the green or the blue or wherever you are and and uh, just enjoy the body you've got and what you can do with it. Huh. And you know when we were talking about having a bad gym day, um, you know I've got a big long driveway, obviously ninety five feet up and back, and uh, it's nothing for me to take a hundred pound sandbag, grab it, bear hug it, and walk it up and down and drop it, and that's it, man. Uh, things like that. You know, yeah. full, full. You're, you're the you're the reason I've got a I've got a long term goal of carrying a 200 pound sandbag bear hug for 100 yards. Oof. So I've Oof. been I've been suffering with that. So thanks. No, I'm glad. I'm always glad to help. And uh, you know, obviously here I, I I'm up to 180, but I haven't done any more because of the mashies. Um, you know, I cleaned and pressed the 180 uh, sandbag. Obviously, when Clint Darden put that all out. And he and Jason Gillen are the ones so far, I think, that have done it. Um, you know, I just haven't got around to it mainly because I'm doing this other stuff. But I figure come spring, uh, is, you know. This is all I can do to just uh, – I can lap it and I can stand up with it and walk with it, and that's about it. Yeah, well, that so ain't I – can't, I can't even shoulder it yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, and that ain't, that ain't about it because that's a big lift, man. A 200-pound sandbag is a huge lift. And you wrap yeah. you wrap that thing and stand up with it because most people are not even going to be able to stand up with it. Um, it's it's a very interesting thing, you know. We got into this stuff deeply for the last two or three shows about obviously the stones and okay, where are the weak points usually? Most guys, obviously, the back has got to be stronger than ever, but you know, a lot of the problems are in the trap rhomboid region. Um, and of course, if the fingers, you know, look, I love the elbow down, but the bottom line, you want to go lift the famous stone. You got to have fingers, man, that are so strong that can withstand anything. Obviously the hand and the wrist are involved, but if the fingers aren't strong, you're not going to be able to dig in. And a lot of these stones are very smooth. And, um, you know, the way I look at it, anything could happen, but the next time I roll into Iceland, and meet up with Martin, and we go on the Rogue Tour, and then hopefully at the whole same time we can get over to Wales, and, you know, I want to meet Stevie Shanks, has invited me to his home to stay with him and Heather, and, you know, meet Jack, and lift, obviously, the Shanks Stone. So, you know, you damn well better do everything you can, because, um, you know, when you're around that type of talent, you don't want to come home with your tail between your legs. And, mm, yeah. and, and the thing I love about Martin Janzix, and he, I know he means it, but not, with not, with no disrespect, is that I know he knows that I can handle some shit. He always, he says to me, I like when he says it, I'm going to make a stone lifter out of you. I take no offense to that because I know down in his heart he means that, you know? Uh, and like, I know from instances they've had with other people, you know, some people got thin skin about stuff like that, not me. Because I've never been a guy that would let his ego get in the way when a guy like Martin might say, Hey, Eric, uh, stand over that a little more. Watch what will happen. Guess what? Yep. Comes off the ground, all right? I'm not there it's to... It's like, it's like you were saying earlier. The, right, um, right. Constantly, purposefully changing in the direction you want to go is how you yep. get amazing. Yeah. And, and And you know what? There's no reason to... Even if it's 20 minutes from my house, is there any reason to fight with somebody, not unless you really think they're not got your best interest, to 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 move your feet three inches and suddenly the shit comes off the ground? I mean, I don't oh see... Oh, my God. You yeah. Should be, yeah. You should be, I get excited about stuff like that. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Because that means I'm about to get a lot better. Those little technique yeah. things can mean 100 pounds or more. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, everybody... Don't be afraid to take direction. No one knows everything. You're going over with guys that this is, besides being great lifters, this is what they do, man. This is what they eat, sleep, and drink, and everything. These guys know their shit, man. And it's like, I think that this stuff, you know, I'm telling you right now, I've said this before because, you know, we just put up a big thing on FBC. Um, we want to really get into a lot of the local kids here for training over at the house here. And we've done quite a few. And I'm, you know, I'm working with um, Mark Burke right now with, um, um, oh, geez, I got to remember. He's got, um, 
Oh, I'm doing the stuff with them on the sand dune. How can I uh, forget that now? Oh, man, that, the word doesn't come to me, and it should come right to my brain when I think of that. But I'm working with him right now, I'm, you know, and we're doing a lot of things like that. But getting back to, um, you know, the younger kids, you know, my brother-in-law and I talk about this stuff all the time. And he's like, well, what would you do? I said, you give me a t- I'm, I'm doing stuff with my little seven-year-old uh, nephew and nine-year-old niece with sandbags. I said, I could take a 10-year-old kid. Well, let's, let's put him more in Dan's genre. Uh, probably varsity, you're talking 16. You give me one of your 16-year-olds for, give him, give him to me for what, a year? Ah, shorter, whatever you got before football in August. Give him to me in January. And I said, I'll get them working with stones and sandbags and some barbell work the way we'll do it. And I said, this kid will terrorize not only the opposing team, but he will kick the shit out of anybody on your team. And I mean that wholeheartedly um, because there's certain techniques you can do with these things that really ring the bell. And if you get a kid that's got that in him, we were talking about that before, um, you get a kid that's got that type of mentality, and obviously you're gonna, your mentality is going to rub on them, you've got a player, man. And, I mean, you've got a real player. And that's the whole thing, you know. When you've got that type of stuff, you can do just some amazing things. And that's why um, I, I, I think that so much of this stuff is overlooked. But I think – I know we're going to get it all in there. And I remember what – I apologize to Mark Burke. I'm working with people with Parkinson's now, and I got a contact for possibly another person – that's coming in here that I'm doing stuff with. So, I mean, that's the name of the game. You know, we talk about this, Travis. It's like when you're very good with things, you give back to people. You teach people. You get this stuff moving. It's like payback time. Um, offer solutions because hopefully down the road they'll love it enough and they'll keep passing on. This is what we need to do. It's got to become – Something that's not, well, Travis and Eric are talking about this, this, and this. Yeah, I'll try it. Can't be any of that try it shit, man. You have to do it, and you have to stay with it for as long as you can in your life because you don't have to do all the things we do here. I've never asked anybody to do that, but Jesus, is it that hard to go in and learn how to do the basic movements with a barbell? Or wouldn't you like to just be interested one time to pick up a sandbag and take a hike with it? Go ahead and take it. Yeah, um, two things. The first thing is you've got to try walking with a very heavy sandbag. Just pick up something very heavy, walk as far, like literally till you can't hold it, and I swear when you drop that thing, it's the closest you'll ever feel to being able to, like, fly. Yeah. It feels like yeah. levitate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's that thing where if you ever stood in the doorway as a kid and, like, pressed out with your with your hands and then you step out and your, your arms levitate. Yeah. I think it's that. It's like your whole back is doing that. And you just feel like you're Superman. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And then the other thing I'd say is um, on the consistency and the time – um, you got to get your head right about time. It's not um, it's not days and it's not weeks. It's months and years. Yeah. Um, and the thing the thing I noticed uh, this occurred to me probably three years into to to consistently training was it, it was like the first six months only I noticed the changes. Six, the next six months, you know, so a year in, other people started to notice. Uh huh. Like, a, the next six months, people started asking me, what are you doing? But nobody did anything. <laughs> yeah. And then by the time I was two years in, it was like I was past everyone. Like, nobody wanted to know anymore. They just assumed I must have always been like that. Correct. Correct. So so that's the kind of time scale you should get your head around. And then once you experience that, where I'm at right now is I'm three and a half years in, and I'm amazed at how far I've gone. And it's like... Man, what's going to happen in a decade? Well, it's fun to think about because it's an, it's an, you have a real exciting time in your life right now. And you know something? You can be in it for five years, 20 years, 30 years, 
And when you find something still when you've been doing it for a long time that you're embarking on, it just renews everything within you. And that's what I've been trying to teach people here is this. Weightlifting is just not weights, all right? It's a whole, when we, when we say physical culture, it's a lifestyle. It's a way you live. It's the way you handle yourself, the way you commit to things, especially the way you are in public. Because, look, I, to this day, yeah, it's accepted more and more readily, uh, weightlifting, and probably a lot of that, even though I'm not overly a, a big, big fan of CrossFit, that's helped out a lot, um, because I think more people think that's mainstream. I guess it is, but I don't. I mean, I, I know enough about it where I don't think it is, but that doesn't matter. What I'm saying here is there's principles here you adopt that will change your life forever, and I truly believe you can be a very, very successful person in the gym and outside the gym. But as I said, and I've said this many, many times, that center, that nucleus, that's where it all is, okay? And when I write things or some things that I am going to put out, um, it's the gym where it all comes from. You know, you know, you were talking before about listening to Tony Robbins, and I, you know, I've been listening and, and writing and doing this, that, and the other thing. Um, They've all come up with with their way of doing things. My way of doing anything, whether it's your intention, what you want, um, building the inside out, um, you know, obviously, as I said, that, that inner part of you where everything comes out, and it, I always say it's like tentacles. Just think of an octopus and attach a word to it. That's how it all is, and that's how I build my inside out from the gym. Because as we were talking before about stepping out of your body and watching yourself partial squat on a 110 pound, on a 110 degree day. Or, or like I said, that scary stupid where you are so cleared out. So, it's almost like if someone looked into your eyes, they wouldn't even think there was anything behind them. They'd be like glass. And you get under that bar or over that bar or press that bar, and it's like, boom, I just did it. I don't know, but I'm sure everybody's had this. You know, you prepare for these heavy things, and you and either you make it or you don't, which that's a clarification of weightlifting I love more than anything. But you get these big lifts, and you move them so quick and so ferocious in nature, it's done. So all this stuff you've been preparing for or you've been having anxiety about and you go in and do it and it's like, I didn't even get to enjoy it. It happened so fast. That's what I'm saying, folks. All this stuff that we talk about, all these things you're putting yourself through, they're not ever going to happen. I guarantee you, the majority of it will never happen. So I'll leave you with this and I'll, I'll give it to you momentarily. Uh, Travis, and you can just uh, summarize everything, give out anything you want, is this. You know, the when we do these introduction shows, I, I love doing them, number one, because we have a, a new person in here, someone new in the family. You get to hear their side of the things, and I hope, he'll, Travis, you'll want to come back and we'll get in deeper with stuff. And, you know, this is what it's all about. It's like, you know, being around people have done things. Maybe you don't always agree with their opinion, but you still are okay. You still walk away friends. Or maybe you've learned something, even you're like, well, that guy's off his friggin' rocker. He doesn't know. No, because you know what? I've thought about things I've read, and I go in. Maybe it's not exactly what they've done, but I put my own stamp on it, and I've changed it a little bit, and it works for me. So never be afraid to listen to other people, read other things, listening to other things, because none of us know everything and none of us ever are going to know everything. And be very careful of experts, because a lot of times the experts, when they pull the curtain back, it's uh, if you ever watch The Wizard of Oz, it's the great Oz in the background. All right, Travis, uh, comment on anything, summarize everything, any information you want to give out, and hang on the line, and we will sign off, my friend. All right, yeah. Um... I think I guess the last thing I'd I'd add is uh, you were saying about how you can't feel anxious. Uh, 
if, if again going back to the heavy partials or even like a support, yeah. I, I think you can't you can't feel anxious when you're under that weight, and even when you get out from under it, no. the uh, the way your body responds, you, you just feel good. Um, so it, it helps you get your mind right too. So I'd say give it a shot. Um, I would definitely love to come back. Uh, we got to talk about that uh, crazy isometric prototype I've been playing with. Sure, we can do that. Year. Yeah, we can and, do that. Uh, looking forward to it. All right. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to uh, Fiorello Barbell Co. Look at and seriously think about the value of winners and champions, Inc. Also, too, go out to our Prosperity Conscious page. You will understand where we are coming from without a doubt. Without a doubt. And if you want to learn more about it, you can contact me through Facebook. Um, and we're going to be putting out not only products about this, but we are going to be starting like a whole education system on all of this. Because when you learn how things flow, um, especially universe-wise, universe, universe wise, you're going to get a much better hold on what you're doing, on how to get yourself in a spot where what you want will come your way. The people you need to bring into your life will start coming into it, and you'll become so damn creative and ambitious to do things, um, it will it'll be nothing to work 12-hour days anymore. Or if you never have. And people will be like, 12 hour days, I'm telling you right now, as I said in the beginning, you find your damn passion, no matter what happens, you will stick to it. Because eventually you're going to figure there is no going back to the other life. And your body will rebel. Because I'm telling you right now, that's all I've been hearing for the last six months. You ought to go back. I could no more go back than than jump off the Empire State Building tonight. It ain't happening. All right? You got to be man enough or woman enough, like we say. Draw the goddamn line in the sand in blood or go to the, as they say, go to the island, burn the boats. You're either coming home or you're dead. And I know people say, oh, that's how, look, when you're doing big things, you have to put big ideas out there and you have to stretch a little bit more in life than you ever would so think about all that so that's all out on fiorellobarbellco.com also too uh, we have a youtube channel that's fiorella barbell type that in real uh real men real strength um that'll take you to all the video also, too, um, you can go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. As I said, we've got over 807, probably close to 870 podcasts in a little over three years. Uh, the podcast with Travis will either go up tonight or first thing in the morning. It'll be up, though, because i got Dr. Wong and I've got other people coming in, so I don't want to get behind. Also, too, um, I'm trying to think what else. Sign up for our free newsletter. Uh, at motivationmuscle.com and I am going to get on that because I have not done anything on that probably in a month and a half. But, um, you know, I've been outside working, trying to get some money in here, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, we will keep going, believe me. Also, too, um, if there's a show you'd like Travis and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nicap.rr.com. Also, too, um, iTunes and Stitcher, five-star review. That's what we've got, and we thank you for that. If you want to get Eminem in your car, AHA directory, that's called AHA, and you can get our show in your vehicle 24-7. Also, too, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to say hello to them. Give them five words of inspiration. It does matter. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You would be very surprised. You should you should walk around and just look at people. Um, if they're not looking down, texting, most of them are looking down. Period. Um, there's a lot of lonely souls out there. I'm telling you right now. There's a lot of people that if you just went up and gave them five minutes of your time, you might be able to change the direction of their life. And that's that's the truth. So think about those things. Also, too, if you're gonna lift it, bend it, twist it, break it. Pull it, press it, if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says, in blood red, 
Domination, we are domination. We clear-cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, he's been listening to Eminem from the very beginning. He says, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of them. They always are, and there is going to be an elephant load of testosterone in about 40 minutes when Dr. William Wong comes in here. And as I told Travis before we came on, I got a nice surprise for um, what we're going to talk about today. So it will be really, really hot, I can guarantee you. Also, too, Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business Repetition, repetition, repetition. He also said, quitters never win and winners never quit. And ain't that true? My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, who we lost three years ago to cancer. He'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day or just say it. Watch the mind shift. We, that's what we talked about a little while ago. You can make your whole mind shift with the right words. Don't be afraid. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. Also, to be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Uh, join the family. Join our revolution. I promise you 30 years of the best content you've ever heard in your life, believe me. Also, too, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you, but we take it two steps further, and we got your back, and we believe in you. How many people are going to say that to you in this day and age? We will. We will. Travis, honor brother. Um, finally, we get to meet on the air instead of just uh, emails. Uh, look forward to the next show. We'll get this up, and welcome to the family, my friend. Thank you much. It was an honor to be here, and I'm looking forward to the 30 years. Yes, sir. You got that. So, for Travis Dirks, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, I'll, if I don't have it up tonight, I'll get the notes written, but I'm going to try. But I've got a lot going on this afternoon, but it will be up Friday, no doubt. Um, so, look, have a great rest of the week. Remember, life is calling upon you to do great things. Do not disappoint. And once again, men... Stop apologizing for being men. Be proud, walk with your head high, and lead. Lead like my pop said. Be a leader, not a follower. I promise you things are going to change, and 2018 is our year, everybody. Have a great week, and we will talk to you soon, and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.